This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night. It's May 18th, 2022. Another good episode of AEW Dynamite just went off here. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my returning co-host this week, the KOP Predictions Champion for now, Paul Zartman. Paul, oh, good to have you. now. It's going to be forever. Just enjoy that. Enjoy that strap this week and next week, and then either myself or Austin Shepard, who joined us Last week, filled in for you, filled in for me a couple weeks ago, will be joining us next week on our go-home edition, uh, our double-or-nothing go-home edition, I should say, of the podcast. Either he or myself takes it off you. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll still be champion. I mean, it's been a busy week for me. That's why I wasn't here last week. Uh, you know, I had some stuff with the kids, had, um, let's see, so, some press stuff to do, a photo shoot or two to do, um, you know, um, some sanitary stuff to find for Tanner for his eyeballs. I wish I never would have brought that up. Oh, I went through it with it. We got a photo shoot done. Well, I'm so, glad the pictures aren't out there on the Internet. So, uh, not yet. Uh, (laughs) So, let's put it this way. As your KOP predictions champion, I have done the Shawn Michaels thing, and I've done the Sammy Guevara thing. I'm I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm just going to let you take the show over, because now I'm speechless. (laughs) Uh, I'm back. You are back. Indeed. Indeed. But uh, nonetheless, it's good to have you back this week. Uh, recapping dynamite with me uh any other aw news that came out this past week that you want to talk about before we get into dynamite uh you know i haven't really paid too much attention honestly um i always kind of like to see things pop up when you share them to me no (laughs) well the one thing i kind of want to talk about was the mjf speculation the 2024 speculation Um, it um, sounds like he and Tony Khan haven't made much progress as far as contract negotiations are concerned from the sounds of it, from what Fightful is reporting that MJF wants more money on his current deal, but Tony Khan is fine with giving him more money, but he wants him to extend his deal, which yeah. I'm on Tony's side in this. I, I mean, I understand MJF's frustrations. You know, a lot of the former WWE guys, Punk, Danielson, Cole, coming in, making more money than him. I get that. But this is how sports contracts work. If you want more money, you got to sign for a longer term. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess the one thing uh, I agree with you on that one. And the one big thing that I saw that kind of answers one of your questions of why we haven't seen Miro on our television is because, well, he's going to be in a new CBS series called East New York, which will debut soon. Yeah, yeah, I was glad you shared that with me. I kind of speculated that he was doing something um, TV or movie related, but uh, good to know what it is. And hopefully he's returning soon. I was hoping he was going to be the the Joker in the men's Owen Hart Invitational tournament tonight, but unfortunately he wasn't. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get into the Jokers here in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into this, shall we? Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, Dynamite tonight was from Houston, Texas. Hot crowd tonight, so just like they were last time Dynamite was in Houston. Started off with the uh, Owen Hart um, Invitational Tournament. Uh, we're in the quarterfinals tonight, and we also had a semifinals match, but this was a quarterfinals match. Uh, the ROH TV title champion, or TV champion, I should say, Samoa Joe, kicked us off. I liked that right away. I'm like, all right, we're going to find out who the Joker is. Everybody's kind of waiting on pins and needles. It flashes off, flashes up on the Tron Johnny Elite. I have to say, I popped, and then I realized it wasn't who I thought they were talking about. It was Johnny Elite, aka John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny, Johnny Impact, Impact, Johnny whatever promotion he's with at the time, instead of Johnny Gargano. Yeah, um, as soon as the music hit and he walked out i said well you got the first name right at least tanner (laughs) yep i thought it was you know before tony khan went on best busted open earlier today and said it would be the jokers would be debuts i thought miro well when he said that i'm like okay it's not a returning talent and then i thought okay it's claudio aka cesaro wasn't him so i i didn't even think about johnny elite no, he was like so far down on my list. Um, I saw a tweet. Somebody said, did anybody have that guess right? And I tweeted back. I was like, no, I didn't. But somebody actually commented. Yeah, I saw it coming. I, I did see one person that had tweeted about five hours before the show that Johnny Elite was their guest or Johnny. He didn't call him Johnny Elite, but he called him Johnny Nitro or Morrison or whatever the heck he called him. So good guess by that guy. Yeah, because... Uh, that was out of left field as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, you know, I had the latest thing I had seen with, I'm just going to call him Morrison uh, for this, for this bit. But uh, the latest I'd seen, he's going to make his GCW debut here in the near, near future. So I did see that a couple weeks ago, but didn't see that coming tonight. But uh, I will say, he and Joe put on a good match. Yeah, so, I was actually uh, Joe, impressed. Joe get the win by uh, hitting hitting a muscle buster. Yeah, um, that shoulder tackle that sent uh, Morrison Elite whatever uh, the other guy into a corkscrew corkscrew spin. Whew, that was a powerful one. Yeah, Joe got some stiff shots in, but uh, yeah. I will say Johnny Elite is a smooth worker. Um, yes, he that is. is one thing. I mean, he's been a guy that's been in the business for. 20 years or so now and he's he's pretty darn underrated yeah and i guess uh he slipped through the cracks because i didn't even realize he was no longer under contract with uh, the other company uh he was part of their releases um i don't know if uh, what which batch it was i can't keep up with their Hmm. their batches but uh, i think i'm assuming this is just gonna be a one-off just like um oh yeah uh, morrissey was 
couple weeks yeah. ago. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get the uh, Johnny Elite is all elite graphic. Could be surprised, but I don't think we're gonna get that. I haven't seen it yet. No. So usually they're pretty quick on that. Yeah, um, like within minutes of the debut. After the match, Sanjay Dutton, Jay Lethal jumps Samoa Joe with Satnam Singh holding him. So his partners can attack him with a steel pipe. In the end, the best friends hit the ring to make the save. Didn't see that coming. Or the best friends, I should say. I saw the rest of it coming. Yeah, the best friends felt a little off to me. Yep, it was uh, Chuck Taylor, um, Trent Beretta, and... um, (laughs) Rocky. Rocky, no. thank you. Yeah, yeah it is Rocky yeah. uh, Rocky Romero. Yeah. Um, all I want to say is Rapungi Vice. Yes. Which is the name of it, he and Trent's tag team. But Right. It was Rapungi Vice and Chuck Taylor. Yes. Yes. No, <laughs> no Orange Cassidy still on the injury shelf. So. Yeah, he's uh, too busy doing uh, planks over on social media. Yes. <laughs> Backstage, it's revealed that Jeff Hardy's medically cleared to compete against Adam Cole tonight in the Owen Hart Invitational. Young Bucks then appear and tell them they know uh, it's tough on his body. They want him to take the night off. If he doesn't, Adam Cole will beat him. Matt Hardy then stands up next to his brother and says, his brother brother Nero actually said, will be fine because he's a real Hardy, not a Hardy uh, cosplayer. I thought that was pretty good. Matt says if they get involved tonight, they won't be the only member of the Undisputed Elite getting their ass whooped. Yeah, it was nice to see because um, a very similar promo was done uh, this week or last week on BTE. So it was nice that they actually brought that onto television instead of just over on BTE. So a lot of references to BTE in that segment. And it was actually kind of nice. It's like, hey, don't forget we do this. Yeah, they've been building that feud on BTE definitely more than they have on Dynamite. So. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh, CM Punk's music hits. So that's two weeks in a row. He comes on second on the second segment of the show. The uh, crowd was loving that. And then uh, we got the match between uh, <laughs> Hangman Page and uh, I oh. forget how to pronounce the guy's name. Uh, Kanazuki. It's not Takashita, but that's how I want to pronounce it, how it's spelled. But they, they pronounced it tonight, and I, I don't remember how they pronounced it. And I, I feel awful because I was really impressed with the guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I look at it, and I want to say Takashita, too. So That's how I pronounced it last week. I know they pronounced it differently, differently tonight. I apologize. I am really bad when it comes to um, Pronunciation. pronunciations. But uh, that's something something I'm working on. And, of course, uh, in a few weeks before the Forbidden Door event, Mike Cook, a.k.a. Mike Thunder, when we have him on the podcast, he can tell you all about all about that talent. He's, he's yeah. more familiar with him than, than I am. And all the talent in New Japan and, 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 and uh, the old All, all Japan and DDT and, and all those promotions. So, But, uh, anyways, I thought this match was really fun. Uh, he definitely showed out in his opportunity. At the end, we see a hangman hit a buckshot lariat, but he wasn't done just then. He also hit CM Punk's GTS as he stared Punk down and got the one, two, three. After the match, they both stared each other down on the ramp as the crowd chanted for Punk and hangman both. Then hangman kind of barged past Punk and walked to the back. You know, commentary mentioned this. It's like everybody, fans, hangman, uh, probably even myself, I'll say, 
expected to see Punk get upset when Hangman hit that GTS and he didn't even bat an eye. He was like, hey, good job. Congratulations. You know, imitation's the best form of flattery. He hit the buckshot lariat last week, so it's just payback. It's an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think of the build so far for Punk Hangman? Have you been enjoying I, it? I actually have. It's been short, sweet, and quick. I like it. Um, you know, we're not going to drag it on for three, four months happening right after a pay-per-view. You're stuck dealing with it till the next pay-per-view. I've been really enjoying these quick builds. Yeah, what I like about it is they're going old school with a lot of their builds and not having the talent touch until the match. I like that. Yeah, so do I. I like that. So it'll it'll be interesting prediction next week, I think, for all three of us because I haven't made up my mind yet. Neither have I. The main event, and that's the first time I can say that about an AEW pay-per-view main event in a while. Yeah, normally they announce it, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to win. Right, right. Like uh, last time, I think we were all pretty sure that Hangman was going to beat Adam Cole at full gear. Or not full gear, but Revolution. Yes. We then got a tag team match between one of my favorite teams. I I just like the way these guys gel together. Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus the Work Horsemen. J.D. Drake and uh, Anthony Henry make up the Work Horsemen tonight. Uh, We see Swerve and Keith get the win. Uh, when they hit a combination move, I think they called it the fall from glory, I believe, if hmm. I'm not mistaken. But I loved it. I think that was one of the coolest combination moves in all of professional wrestling. And they got the one, two, three. I actually saw on Twitter a picture of that from the last time they did it. And it said, somebody please name this move. I'm pretty sure they call it the fall from glory tonight. Somebody in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think, right. I think that's what they called it. But either way. Um, I enjoy these two guys a lot. Um, Keith Legion got on the mic, said that vic- victory propelled them to become a top five ranked team. But before he can continue, Powers Hobbs and Ricky Starks make their way out. Uh, Ricky Starks calls Keith Lee uh, Rex from Toy Story and yeah. says they're two selfish jabronis. He says they deserve the title shot since he beat Jungle Boy. Swerve mocks the outfit of Ricky Starks is wearing, calls him a bar of soap with uh, pearls. I thought that was pretty good. Yes. And then Jurassic Express makes their presence, but Christian Cage is on the mic. He says he uh, wishes Ricky was smart enough to know what to shut up. He also mocks Ricky's clothing, says he uh, looks like he's going to play golf with his grandfather. And he says Ricky thinks he is ready for a real championship. But he said he then says Jurassic Express is the best. They're going to challenge them. Sets up a three-way for the AW Tag Team Championships at Double or Nothing. I kind of predicted that with Austin last week. Thought that's the direction they were going. But he also comes up with another idea. He wants Jungle Boy to get his win back against Starks and the man who cost him that match, Swerve Strickland. So we're going to get a triple threat next week on Dynamite. Jungle Boy, Starks, and Swerve. That's going to rule. Yeah. Um, do you dress like that when you go golfing, Tanner? I don't dress exactly like Ricky, but I do. I uh, I'm usually dressed in some Puma clothing, but I got the polo <laughs> and and sometimes shorts, sometimes pants. So <laughs> depends fair, on the temperature. Enough. Yeah, depends on the te- temperature. So. Okay, so, so it was a pretty accurate description. Then, yeah, huh? it was pretty my, good. Pretty good line. My daughter condition. popped for that one. She's like, "Oh, he does look like he's getting ready to play golf." And pretty, yeah, yeah. So. Ricky, Ricky was the uh, he he was the butt of the jokes tonight. It was pretty good stuff. Yeah, uh, so so are we going to see um, Christian interfere somehow at Double or Nothing? Yes, I'm sticking to it. It's <laughs> been a year in the making. He costs Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, the tag titles. 
we get Christian heel and he against Jungle Boy. Even though last week you could make the case that maybe Jungle Boy was going to turn. But I do think either Team Taz or Swerve and Keith walk out as the new tag champs at Double or Nothing. That's a little spoiler for my predictions next week. Okay. All right. Uh, so let, let's uh, let's get a dynamite prediction for next week. Who's winning the triple threat? Ah, oh, man. Gosh. All three of these guys I could see winning. Um, I think Jungle Boy gets his gets his win back. Okay, all right. And uh, are are you okay with this triple threat match for the tag titles? Do you think it's bad timing, bad uh, names? No, I think it's great talent. Um, intriguing matchup. I mean, you got three bulls in Luchasaurus, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Keith Lee, and three young athletic guys and, and Swerve. Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy. So I like it. I think it makes sense. I don't know what else you put these teams on the card. I mean, I guess you could give FTR a shot at the tag titles, but I think their shot's coming down the road. Um, FTR is a team we could talk more about in a little bit. Like, I don't I don't know where they're going to fit in the card right now. No, I really don't. Um, I'm, and they're the hottest tag team in the world. So yeah. they, they need to figure that out because I'm afraid, Yeah. okay, if they go against Rapungi Vice for the ROH tag titles, on double or nothing. Yeah, I'm glad they're on the card, but that doesn't excite me too much. No, just being honest. Punky Vice. You could probably pick another tag team and I'd probably be a little more excited about it. Nothing against Rapungi Vice. It's right, just right. <sighs> they're you know, not gonna be FTR. Something. Yeah. I mean that's right. a I mean, given. Yeah, so um we'll see. But no, I, I'm I'm excited for the three way at Double or nothing. And I'm excited for the triple threat next week on Dynamite. I mean, those three pretty good talents. Um, I could see it going any way, really. Yeah. Yeah. We then uh, see uh, Tony Giovanni backstage with Red Velvet and Chris Statlander. They're going to be going to get each other Friday night on Rampage and the Owen Hart Invitational. Red says things are different now. Uh, so on Friday, she helps Chris brings everything she's got. Statlander agrees they've both changed. She's taking the opportunity to get to the top since she wasn't originally supposed to be in the tournament. That was supposed to be a car of Sheeta. And she says strictly business. Jade Cargill then says uh, it's it's funny that Velvet tricked Alien Girl into thinking they were friends. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Uh, again, I noticed the little things. Statlander didn't have the alien makeup on. No, she's changed her whole her whole. Oh yeah, gear. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. She's wrestled a few matches under that. Her Tron's different. I think her music's different. So I like the different direction they're going with her. Um, yes, we need some more heels in the women's division for sure. Yeah, well, I think she'll still or be a baby face for this even. match. Yeah, or tweener or baby face because Red Velvet's definitely heel now. Mm-hmm. That's part of the, part of the baddies. So. Yeah. The baddies. They're really getting over on the IWC. They're, they are. They're going to be faced soon. They're getting over so much. Yeah, I don't think you can do that with Jade. But, yeah, no, you're right, though. It's it's one of those acts like Tony listens to the fans. So we'll see. Yeah. We then got a segment I was really looking forward to, and that's Wardlow taking his 10 lashings. Uh, saw MJF <laughs> come out, make fun of the Houston crowd, and then uh, Wardlow comes out. You know, the garage door goes up. He comes down with security handcuff. He's getting the Wardlow chance, kind of like Goldberg did in the 90s for WCW. Still does over when he's, you know, making the big money in the Saudi shows or what, whatnot at the age Winning of 100. That he doesn't as, as, at the age of 106 and, and concussing pe- concussion people with uh, kicks to the head. Um, 
undefeated, you know, 50 million and zero. Yeah. Yeah. It jumps up every week. Um, yeah. But uh, so Warlow comes down, crowds over him, and he's just whip. Uh, MJF's whipping Warlow. Warlow's not even flinching, even though his back is taking some slashes. He's not even flinching. MJF gets up to seven, and then finally hands it over to Spears. Spears gets a good one in at eight. MJF gets another one at nine. Then Warlow's almost ready to explode. He says one more. Then MJF, of course, gets behind him to hit him with that tent lash, kicks him right where the sun don't shine, below the belt, drops him down. The beatdown starts, hits him with a dynamite ring. Um, then uh, Spears hits him with the C4 and pins him as they prepare for next week. We're getting the cage match. Spears gets Warlow with MJF as a special guest referee. I am intrigued with this. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a rehash of the uh, Cody MJF feud, but it's Wardlow. I mean, do you think they're burying Cody in a way with all this? Yes, I do too. Yes, I, I mean, I really do. Uh, my best friend, the American roller coaster, Cody. <laughs> yep, roller coaster. Yep, roller coaster. Yep, yep. and uh, and I liked the last night. I mean, this was uh, more like funny lashings than Cody's was emotional and it it kind of makes you think wow Cody did a good job selling that (laughs) well Cody's was with his weight belt wasn't it I don't remember as a weight belt or just a leather belt I I don't recall I don't either I just I I feel like that was was, emotional though I remember that was it was yeah it was because it's like he said something to him each one and then he did him a good time and and uh we didn't see Wardlow do any um lashings on Cody. Yes, but yeah, he hit him with one that dropped Cody. Face oh, that's first. right. He did big time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Cody would, you know, he was selling it, but he'd still be yeah, mostly it standing been the eighth one. Just like Spears. It might've been. Cause you remember if you recall going back to Cody's in 2020, Brandy came down when she was heel with the nightmare yeah. collective. Still, she came down yeah. and was crying. Oh. And that was, that was something, but Dustin uh, came night, down and nights was totally different. And I liked how they had MGF and, and Spears do the beat down to, to build up to the, the um, cage match next week. The pin was the the coup de gras, if you'll yep. allow me to say that. <laughs> yep. yep. So We then see Trent Breda backstage. Uh, he says that Rapongi Vice is back full time. And Rocky Romero wants the ROH, AW, and IWGP tag title. So Trent lays down the challenge to FTR. And he says, Brett would accept it. Yeah. I love it. I love the call outs to Brett. Oh, absolutely. If Brett's not coming, I mean, this has got to be the biggest swerve in pro wrestling history. Well, it's interesting because Brett Brett has even come out and, and, and acknowledged the rumors and everything. You know, at first it was, no, he can't. He signed a new legend deal with WWE. Brett said he signed a new deal with WWE, but just for merchandise. It doesn't stop him from appearing in other companies. But he said he's not interested in doing anything right now. He enjoys watching the product at home. I still think we're going to get him to appear sometime for a one-off. Oh, absolutely. Double or nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and next week, speaking of double or nothing, next week's uh, three years to the date to double or nothing. Three-year anniversary. It's unbelievable to think three years have passed already. Yeah. It's crazy. We then get the uh, uh, semifinal, no, uh, quarterfinals match. The other quarterfinals match, we already know Samojo made it on to the semifinals. Uh, quarterfinals match between Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix. 
the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament quarterfinals, like I just said. This match was the match of the night, in my opinion, Paul. Ooh. I love this match. Yes. Between some stiff chops from Phoenix, some stiff kicks from O'Reilly, uh, some craziness from Phoenix. That guy, he makes Darby and Jeff Hardy look sane. Yes. Yes. I even text you and uh, Shep and said, he's not making it to 40 inside that ring. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, we saw O'Reilly, or we saw towards the end of the match, Phoenix walk the top rope to hit a hurricane to the floor. But as he dove back into the ring for a cutter, Kyle O'Reilly catches him with a submission and he's focusing on that um, bad arm of Ray Phoenix's or the arm that was injured a few months ago. And he eventually taps out. Yeah. Big win for Kyle O'Reilly, who's going on to face Samoa Joe. Going into this match, I wasn't sure who was going to win. I wasn't either. I mean, I couldn't have picked a clear winner ahead of time. I couldn't have picked a clear winner up until the moment Phoenix tapped out. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. That's I mean, like you, you said, match of the night by far. I mean, so far... This tournament is doing more for Kyle O'Reilly than it is for anybody else. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that raises the question, does Kyle win it all? I'm thinking we're going to get him and Cole in the finals, which is very intriguing since they're stable mates. Yeah. Yeah. But I could also see Joe making the finals. He against Adam Cole would be pretty fun. See, Either I, way, I it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun match regardless. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that uh, Lethal and gang are going to somehow distract Joe. Kyle O'Reilly is going to get the pin and it'll be Cole versus Kyle. I'm kind of thinking that way too, but maybe this is the way to get Joe on the pay-per-view is you have him win and go against Cole and Kyle O'Reilly can slide into a potential another match that we'll talk about later. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll know more next week. But it's fun <laughs> fun to speculate. Yeah. Who and can you remind me who did Kyle beat in the first round of the tournament? Oh man, you had to ask that, didn't you? I know it was somebody that we were surprised he beat. Oh, it was Jungle Boy. It was Jungle Boy, wasn't it? Was it Jungle I think Boy? It was Jungle Boy. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Jungle Boy, but yeah, go look it up. I'll move on to the next segment. Which was the Chris Jericho and William Regal face-off. We see Regal come out first with Danielson, and then Moxley came out with Eddie Kingston and Pride, Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Then the Jericho Society came out. And uh, right when I was typing my tweet that we talk about this every week on the podcast, but they really need to stop playing Judas in the sing-along, uh, Danny Magic gets on, on the mic and cuts off the sing-along which I liked, and Jericho even said these people don't deserve to sing along. I'm thinking, then change your song while you're a heel. Change it. Yes. Um, but uh, there was a lot to unpack in this segment. Um, Jericho says it's good to see Regal, as he thought he'd be dead by now. Um, and Regal was on Jericho's podcast not too long ago and talked right. about a lot of his struggles, which that, that was kind of hitting, hitting home here. Yes, it was. Jericho says Regal could have been one of the greatest and he should have been a world champion, but instead he ended up as a world-class addict. He points out that William has been fired everywhere he's been until he got here via his protégés. Chris says Santana and Ortiz are too stupid to know that everything they have is down to him. 
Chris once again tells Eddie that if his girl needs any help, she can give him a call. The tension turns to Brian Danielson, who Chris calls a nerd. And if he sticks with the group long enough, William Regal will shove whiskey down his throat until he has to join the program with Moxley. That was a dagger. That one opened my eyes a little bit. Jericho then advises uh, Regal to go home, and if he doesn't, he will throw a fireball in his face because he's a wizard. (laughs) Or maybe he will piss in his tea again. Big O from the crowd there. Regal says he's had to listen to Chris's whiny voice ever since he met Jericho back in 1997. He says Jericho hit a few home truths there, but one thing has kept him going, which is that every time he was on a show with Chris, he had to go to Jericho's bag, get his toothbrush, and stick it up his butt. (laughs) Daniel Garcia then says that's disgusting, but Regal says he did it to him last week. Jericho says they absolutely want to fight and at double or nothing. They challenged them to a stadium. Box says, says, no, 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 we're not not doing that. Stadium Stampede was a different time and place, which I agree. I loved both those matches in 2020 and 2021. That reminds me of the pandemic era. Don't want to see those again. Or if they do a variation, do it a long time from now. Um, yes, and so, live. So Moxley says this time it should be done live and in living color. So I'm starting to think, oh, we're going to get blood and guts. We're going to get blood and guts. They're going to have Regal announce blood and guts like he did War Games. But Moxley said it'll be them five, those their five against the other five gang war, warfare gang rules madness until they all are bleeding like stuffed pigs. Moxley says the sport they love versus a bunch of stupid bullshit like that. Uh, Jericho says they're a well-oiled machine, yet they have issues. He points out the issues, the problems that people in their group have against each other. Kingston says he doesn't care about buys or ratings. He tells them to come in the ring for a fight, but Jericho says forget it and they leave. Kingston then looks to chase him, but Brian stops him, and they start shoving each other and arguing. I really, really enjoyed this segment. Oh, this was my segment of the night. Uh, I mean, you know, we always do match of the night. This is my segment of the night by far because it was so good it was interesting to hear jericho bring up all the things that uh regal talked about on the podcast um and i mean he hit every single one of them yep yep and just you know the squeaky clean nerd um (laughs) it was great uh moxley's uh no disrespect but i don't care about the fans here (laughs) Or Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Or yeah, Eddie, yeah. excuse me. Yep, Eddie. yep, yep. That was good. And he agreeing with what uh, what uh, Daddy Magic said that he called uh, Danielson a prick. He goes, "You are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are." <laughs> Eddie's so over. The crowd loves Eddie. Yes. Man. He, um, this is gonna be a fun match. And I, I'm gonna make a prediction. This feud isn't ending a double or nothing. This is you gonna be our so? blood. This is gonna be our blood and guts match this summer. Since Tony said we're going to get it this summer sometime. All right. I'm okay with that, honestly. I think it's either that or or something with the Elite and, uh, I don't know, Elite and Red Dragon if they break up Undisputed Elite or, or Undisputed Elite against somebody else. Um. Well, I mean, I don't depending, think you can do that with, until Kenny's back. Depending on how Forbidden Door goes, Yeah, it could be the Undisputed Elite versus the bullet club. Yep, that's true. So but uh just with with the Blackpool Combat Club and their love for blood and violence, I think that match makes a lot of sense. Oh, it uh, does. You know, I was also thinking uh this is going to be the first double or nothing that Chris Jericho doesn't um isn't part of the main event. 
Very true. And while we've seen the world championship not be the main event, but I think it will be this time. Oh, yeah, they've been saying it's the main event, so... Well, I mean... They I, said it was the main, ev- main event before, and then it was, like, you know, fourth on the card. Yeah, it's, it's punk against Hangman. It's got to be the main event. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Then backstage, we got Dante Martin and Matt Seidel talking about the, how the Blackpool Combat Club doesn't need to wait for a fight. They'll give it to them on Friday. I like Dante Martin. Matt Seidel doesn't do much for me. I'm sorry. I don't care about this match. No. No, not excited about yeah, it's it. A all. Fight, it's a fight, another five thirty rampage. So I'll be taping seven. it, and watching it. Oh, seven. Even either seven. way, I'm gonna be taping it and watch it later. So. <laughs> yeah, because they said a, a special early start time, and I went, "Oh, great, five thirty yeah. And they said yeah. seven o'clock, okay. and I went, "Still not gonna be able to watch it." No, no. <sighs> so we then get the uh, the lone women's match of the night. Surprise, surprise. Uh, when I saw the time, I'm like, "This match isn't gonna get a lot of run." Rip Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus the Joker, who ended up being Makiido, a returning Makiido. So not really a debut like Tony said on yeah. Busted Open. Yeah. And I mean, Tony's got to remember that match. I mean, they brought it up during the match. Oh, it's Britt's former tag partner. Here's a shot from Revolution where they tagged together and flipped everybody off. And I... I was a little disappointed. I got, I got. I know she's very over with the crowd, and um, it's not like she's not talented or anything. But I was thinking Athena. I was thinking maybe Candice LeRae, um, Tyra Valkyrie, uh, Johnny Elite's wife. Yeah. Um, but um, Makita. I, so. I even went with a long shot that I knew wasn't really going to happen because she's technically under contract other places, and that was AJ. Yep. Yep. So pictures started circulating. Well, a picture started circulating of her physique in the year 2022. Like it was a big deal. And so it kind of, kind of got the gears going. It's like, uh, maybe. And then, you know, the skulls came up and I went, all right, all right. And then she started singing. I said, nope. Right. When I saw the skulls come up, I knew who it was. I remember her Tron. See, so. I didn't remember her Tron. I didn't pay enough attention to it when it came on. So it's, uh, I was a little disappointed, but I mean, the result of the match was never in doubt. We saw Britt Baker get the win via the lockjaw. Um, after the match, Tony Storm made her way out because, uh, and they had a stare down because they're going to face um, next week in the semifinals. Now, had Hader won that match against Tony Storm, I would have questioned Baker winning. Yeah, I agree. But once Tony won it, I knew it was going to be Baker Storm. That was that. I think it's got to be uh, Britt against Ruby again in the finals. I hope not. Because I Ruby, like Ruby. Don't I, I get see, me wrong. I don't see Statlander or Red Velvet going over Ruby. Do no, so. no, I don't. I don't. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's why I was kind of excited when it was originally supposed to be Sheeta. But you know, we know how that turned out. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But I don't know. Yep. I, I'm not ready for Ruby Brit two, three, four, five, six, whatever we're on now. They got the uh, big one at Grand Slam. And and, uh, and now, see, here's the thing. If it comes down to Ruby Britt, Ruby's got to pick the win up this time. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't, then we need to go into a storyline where she questions if she can get the big win. And, you know, it's interesting you're bringing that up, too, because this made a light bulb go in my head. You know, Kyle O'Reilly is the only Canadian on the men's side in this bracket. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just a thought there. So we did see Shivani's in the ring again as he promotes next week's three-year anniversary show. Serena Deeb then appears and says she is sick of hearing him talk. She heard what he said, that she couldn't beat Thunder Rosa, and that makes him an idiot. Deeb then says Dustin Rose also had a lot to say last week. She calls him out as well. She said, of course, the crowd would cheer the poster boy a failure since they root for failed sports teams. She claims that he's just as much of an idiot as Tony. She respected Dusty. She says he knows all the he knows all the dues and that that she had to pay and how hard it was for her to be a woman in that era. She put breast implants to her body to satisfy old perverts. She shaved her head and got no respect. So she wants to know why he said she can't beat Thunder Rosa. Dustin doesn't have much to say at all. Deeb then claims he doesn't have the balls to answer her, and when she beats Rosa, Dustin will respect respect her, and she slaps her across the face. That brings Thunder Rosa down, uh, but Dustin stops her. She accidentally elbows Dustin in the face, and then Deeb nails Thunder with the championship belt and takes it for herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting segment. I liked the uh, accident, accidental elbow to Dustin to distract Thunder Rosa. Otherwise, she wasn't coming. She was going to be on top in that segment. I did think Deeb's mic work got better. It was better. The this segment week. went on. Yeah. And at first, the segment started. I'm like, oh, this is bad again. Um, but it got a little better. I still don't like the, be- the build for this feud, though. No. I don't. I haven't enjoyed Thunder Rosa's title reign. I don't think they're doing a very good job with it at all. Unfortunately, I, I agree with you on that. I, I figured, you know, we were going to get Thunder Rosa. It was going to be this huge, spectacular thing. She's champion other places. Of course, she's dropped it most other places now to focus solely on AEW. Yet, they're still not doing anything with her. What What's it going to take, Paul, to turn this women's division around to where it's consistent every week? They got the talent. Uh, you know, I don't know because I found out something very interesting. Kenny is backstage. Yes, he's back now. So he's back as a he, producer role or his um, v- e- EVP role. EVP role. So he is kind of in control of the women's division again. Hopefully, this is the last of the non-Kenny Omega stuff. And hopefully, Kenny can really start to turn it around like it was going to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's even Brit's title run. You know, it started off great, but then the last few months of it, it really was watered down. Well, and again, it was about the time Kenny Omega stepped down yeah. from doing what it's he true. was doing to focus on his recovery. It's true. So true. hopefully yeah. Kenny can bring it back. And I mean, nothing against TK for running it the way he's running and he's done a good job. Um, but I, I really hope Kenny can bring it back in, reel it back in, maybe get us two women's matches a night, something. I mean, at least we do get two a week, um, on national television with Rampage and Dynamite, but there's room for more. Oh, absolutely. They, I mean, they do get segments, you know, they get the backstage interviews or entering interviews than anybody else. Yeah. But it's, they could, they could put that match in place of another men's match so all right let me ask you this then we've got rampage it's a one hour quick Mm -hmm. hit three four matches max what if they did that with the women's division just a show that was strictly dedicated to the women's division i like it paul but i'm afraid they'd put on youtube well yeah i don't think they would think it would get enough viewers on on tv 
And I mean, I think I, I, with the women's division, the names alone would get viewers. Yeah. Not to mention, we know what most wrestling fans that are guys tune into women's matches for. Yeah. And, and I, and I hope they don't add another hour to rampage or another hour to dynamite. I don't want a three hour dynamite and I don't even want a two hour rampage. No, no, nope. I mean, drop dark or elevation and uh, bring another one to television. Focus on the women's division. Yeah. A lot of and things maybe. they could do. So we'll see. see or even if they do, put it on HBO Max. You know, if yeah. they get that HBO Max streaming deal, put it on there. Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because if and when ROH eventually gets TV, they got a women's division, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's why yeah. Tony Khan's. I was going to say making the big bucks, but uh, has the big bucks, and it's his, his job to figure it out. <laughs> we're just fans. We'll do, we're just fans, and we'll watch and talk about it. Yeah. We then get our main event of the night, which they kept showing the graphic all night, saying up next uh, was annoying me. Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy in the Owen Hart Tournament Men's Semifinal. First semifinal. Jeff Hardy's making his way to the ring. Crowd's going nuts. He's hitting the juke, and Adam Cole attacks him from behind. Adam Cole's got to do his Adam Cole baby with the crowd. Uh, this was a short match. And when I saw the time it went on, I was like, I wonder if something ran over a little long tonight. Yeah, uh, I looked down and I was like, wait, it's 952. Uh, towards the end of the match, we see Adam Cole connect with a super kick in midair. Hardy went to the ropes to uh, stop the pinfall, though. Uh, Jeff then nailed a stunner. He heads to the top rope, but he misses with a swanton bomb, which allows Adam Cole to put the knee pad down, hit the boom, get the one, two, three. Adam Cole moving into the finals of the Owen Hart Invitational. So we know what he's doing at double or nothing. He'll either be facing his uh, faction partner in the Undisputed Elite, Kyle O'Reilly, or Samoa Joe. After the match, the Hardy boys are talking trash with Adam Cole as the Young Bucks then appear. Why uh, the tech team's distracted. Cole takes them out from behind, allowing a three-on-one beatdown. But Steen and Darby Allen come down to even things up until Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon, appear. They take out Darby, but Steen's fighting, putting putting up one for his own until he gets super kicked by the Bucks. And then uh, they wrap his leg in a chair, and O'Reilly dives on from the top rope as the show goes off the air. Is this how you write Sting off the TV for a while? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. You take him out of the storyline. You know, I was thinking we were going to get the Bucks against the Hardys, and we still might have done nothing. But the way the show went off the air tonight, I'm thinking, okay. So now we're going to get the Hardys and, and Darby. Darby. Versus probably the Bucks and Bobby Fish. Yep. Because uh, assuming O'Reilly and Cole are against each other in the finals. Yep. It's the only way it makes sense at this point. Unless Joe wins and for whatever reason they take Fish out or something and O'Reilly's the third man. Because O'Reilly's the bigger yeah. star than Bobby Fish, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So O'Reilly's over. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's all there is to it. The man's and, over. And speaking of that group, Adam Cole came out publicly and was talking about Roderick Strong, who wants his release from the WWE, but of course they're not granting granting it. Well, yeah, he said he doesn't not. know what Roderick's future holds, but he's always got a place. Uh, he's got a home in AEW if he wants to come. So I think we're going to get the whole former Undisputed Era in AEW eventually. 
And that's, I think, what's going to start the feud um, between the formerly undisputed era versus the elite. Yeah, well, and and when Kenny comes back, it's all going to get messy. It's going to be great to watch. Oh, yeah, because Adam Cole's taking Kenny's spot as the quote-unquote leader. Yeah, and he's taking care of the Bucks, remember? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating. Different tons of different uh, directions they could go with that storyline. So. And and is uh, Kenny going to try to poison Adam Cole again? On BT, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. They need to do something. Um, that they shows do. A little watered down compared to what it used to be. Um, At least it's not the Sammy Ty show. I've stopped watching the last few weeks. <laughs> I watched this week uh, because Q was on there from Impractical Jokers. Yeah. That's what pulled me in for this week. Um, I didn't watch last week's at all. And uh, Ethan Page is done with his weekly vlogs. So yeah, I know. Still yeah. got the Danhausen show. Yes, yes, and no, no Danhausen or Hook tonight. No. Um, but one one little thing I forgot to mention was we did see Fuego in his new oh yeah tag team with him, Ten, and Evil Uno. They're gonna take on the House of Black Friday. Why the hell is the House of Black still in the storyline? They are doing nothing with the House of Black. I feel like ever since Malachi Black feud, his feud with Cody Rhodes ended, he's just been on a direction nobody knows where it's going. And they're just throwing stuff out there to give him stuff to do. And I, uh, it's driving me nuts. It is driving me nuts. These guys should be in a main thing on Dynamite, not feuding with Fuego. No, nothing against Fuego, but. I know. I know. Um, I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. it's not as bad as the AOH <laughs> or AFO or whatever, whatever the heck Andrade's yeah, team's the, the, called. Yeah, the Hardy. I mean, they've really screwed that up. Andrade office family. family whatever office. it is anymore, but they've really know. screwed that up. But this, it, the House of Black thing's starting to infuriate me. I think we're going to see some wrapping up. Um as we head into Vegas and leave Vegas. Because I thought the House of Black was feuding with the Death Triangle. And then they, they got are. the thing with the Pillmans. Yeah, they are. Marcy Blondes, but I like to call them the Pillmans. Why are they feuding <laughs> with so many damn people, Paul? Help the me out The feud with everybody. One feud for every oh person in the, the House of Black. Oh, it's a little chaotic <laughs> right now. Oh, Black's got uh, Fuego. Um, Why? Brody's got Brody's got the Death Triangle, and oh god, now I'm blanking. Buddy, Buddy has uh, the the blondes, the Pillmans. I'm calling them the Pillmans. Yeah, so see, there you go. And Julie One Hart, feud for she's, each. She's intertwined there too. Too much going on. Too much going on. I don't think they can figure out what to do with them. I think that's part of the problem right now. Sit because... down and get it figured out. <laughs> I think they're trying to show them as this dominant yeah. trio, um, and maybe they're going to be the first trios tag team champions. Yeah. Could maybe be. that's why we're seeing all this chaos with them taking on every trio at once. Could be. Um, if that's the case, so be it. But I, I don't know. I It's going to be interesting to see what that final card for Double or Nothing looks like because it could be like 100 matches. Oh, don't say that. Not a hundred, but it's going to be quite a few. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about no hook and no uh, Danhausen. Have you seen the the Hookhausen shirts yet? Hate it, hate it, hate it. 
the which one, the Hookhausen or the yes. Send Hookhausen? No, the uh, the one that came out today. Did they come out to them? Uh, there's two of them. There's one that's just Hookhausen, and it's Hook in the white, and then the Housen's in like a faded red. And then there's Send Hookhausen, that's the which has the it. faces the of both of them. Uh, yeah, uh, that great for kids. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a but. As a as as a thirty year old man, I'm not wearing that in public. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. And it'll no. probably sell well. It probably will. But Alex, if you're if you're, yeah, if you're one to. of our, I probably just pissed off a lot of our listeners and viewers by saying that. But I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just it's not for me. If it's for you, great. I mean, hey, wear what you want to wear. Watch what you want to watch. Listen to what you want to listen to. I'm not going to pass any judgment. It's just me. You know, I'll wear this mocks shirt in public, but I'm, I'm not going to wear the Sinhead Cocausal one. I, I won't wear the Sen Hook housing, but the actual Hook housing doesn't look bad. Yeah, I agree. So okay, I, I so but there's yeah, a the, couple. I saw the one with the cartoons. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, not a big fan of it. Not um, a big fan of it. What you know? I know we both have too many AW shirts as is, but uh, guessing eventually you're going to get another one. Uh, who 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 are you looking to get next? Oh, you know, I was just sitting here actually on Shop AEW, and that's you got some what, good stuff what, on there. They do, they do, but I, I'm I'm torn because they're all black again. I know, I know, and, and you know, Apart whenever they MJFs, release, which whenever is like they a navy blue. one that's different, like like the you, you know, I have the yellow FTR one, and I have the green Adam Cole one. I got those mainly because they were black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to decide because, you know, there are so many that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what we'll say. There are so many that I, I want. <laughs> I think it'll probably be a little while before I get another one, but I think, I think I gotta get myself a Wardlow shirt. Yeah. I don't really, but I don't really like a lot of his shirts. That's the problem. That's I'm waiting for one. I really like. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I just saw the the championship shirt for Thunder Rosa, and that just looks weird because it's just a, a playing card on the shirt itself. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think uh, my next purchase is some KOP merchandise, though. There you I'm go. There you go. We got plenty of designs on KOP on our yes. shop and, and, and on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can go to Pro Wrestling Tees, type in Kicking Out Podcast, or you can click on the uh, – our bio on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and or Opens YouTube. Up our link tree, and, 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 and it has you can link, select yes. it right there. Boom, right there. So I got a, I got some NWO inspired designs on there, and a bunch of other designs just around our regular logos. So yeah, and, and maybe some more to come eventually once I uh, get some time to get around to it. We got a tank top on there that says KOP on it. It's getting warm outside, so you can uh, have a tank top. Yeah, absolutely. It's heating up. It's it's past Ooh. the middle of May now. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, fun show tonight. What's your rating? Who's your wrestler of the night? All right. So Austin's giving me a bunch of crap because I, uh, rookie score. I, I picked the rookie scores here. So you know what, Austin? Uh, I'm giving it a 7.7 7 this week. I thought you were going to steal my rating. Ooh. 7.3. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Now there there was a lot of good things. Yes, um yes, there was. Some great segments, but then there were just, you know, the the main event felt rushed. It did. The 
up next. Uh, you know, even it, commentary it, it, said up next. That, that, yeah, bugs me. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know, uh, Wardlow takes his lashings up next, and then we're in a tag match. And I'm like, quit tag saying up next if it's not. I don't believe. No, I didn't even know it was well, it on. It did. It passed by me. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just there, there were some downfalls to this week's episode. Well, and, and I know, I know they can't bring in the top, top names all the time no, for surprises, no. but the jokers were a little underwhelming to me. And I, I, at least Johnny elite was a debut, but Makita was not a debut. And that, that kind of disappointed me because then TK kind of yeah. played everybody on busted open today. And what else is new? TK's good at that. Good for him. So he's uh he's really good at playing us all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh wrestler of the night, Tanner. I've went with this guy before. But I gotta go with Kyle O'Reilly. All right. All right. I mean, I mean, I know you won't agree with me. I do. That's the problem. So I'm gonna have to pick somebody else here. Um you know what? I'll go Adam Cole. Fair. So picks up, moves on, beats Jeff Hardy, did something Darby couldn't do. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you were right. Kyle O'Reilly did beat Jungle Boy to get into the tournament. I'm glad my memory served me correctly for once. <laughs> I thought so, too. But, uh, you know, it was just that. Eh, was it, though? <laughs> In the other first round, saw Bobby Fish lose to... Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I think as we do so many of these that we try to keep track of oh, everything yeah, just, and sometimes yeah. it fails us. Oh, um, more times than not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was getting ready to go look it up. So but yeah. you, you remembered. No, I just had to think back in my head a little bit. Which is a scary, <laughs> scary place to place to be right now. So uh, but uh, look at looking forward to next week's uh, episode Dynamite and next week's podcast. Like I said, good friend of the show and guy who's been on with us twice. Austin Shepard's going to be joining us. It's going to be our double or nothing go home show. We're going to be not only recapping the go home dynamite for double or nothing, but also giving our double or nothing predictions for that bad boy. That's over Paul's shoulder for the second, to last time on the podcast, the KOP predictions title. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little uh, dirty. It's just going to be interesting. This is the first time we've had three guys. Yeah, I'm yes. ignoring your comments. Three guys, <laughs> three guys in the predictions contest match, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So different strategies going to be used. Probably, it's going yeah. to be fun, and we're probably not going to know the card until until showtime starts. Exactly. I mean, we know two matches that I can think of off the top of my head. Three, four. Three, four? Well, we got both title matches. We got the tag titles. We got the five on five JAS. And, oh, that's and, right. And, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So we know about. Oh, and, and Wardlow MJF. Okay, Wardlow's so gotta defeat him next week or in right. a few years. Um, so we've got almost half the card. Yeah. Or half the card. And we know that we know the uh, buy-in. Hookhausen versus Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. Yeah. We'll be predicting that one. 
too. Yes, I already have my prediction for that one. I think we all three are going to agree on our prediction <laughs> for that one. Yeah, so. uh, and I heard Austin say something about how many prediction points can exactly. I give? Because I'm exactly. giving it all to him. I think we're all going to give them all to that one. Uh, so. um, we we shall see. Oh, and and also we're going to get the two Owen finals. Yeah. So so yeah, the cards pretty it, full. Set up. in set a sense. Not set. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to see FTR uh, versus uh, um, Rapungi Vice. Rapungi Vice, yeah. I think you got to put them on the card. They're hot right now. They're the hottest yeah. tag team in the world. Exactly. Even if it is just for the ROH. Yeah. And not that it's just for the ROH, you know, but you it, know what I mean. It's going to be a fun pay per view next Sunday, though. It is. I mean, Double Nothing's is. great. It's arguably the WrestleMania of AEW, even though all pay per views bang. Um, but it's going to also set up the Forbidden Door, I think, a little bit. So. It's going to be a good time. And uh, still, KOP Predictions Champion. I'll be spending Memorial Day with this belt around my waist. The days are ticking down. Tick, no. Tick, 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 tick. No. We'll You're see what enjoy- Shep's got to say next week. But You better, uh, you better enjoy it next week because that's the last uh, live podcast episode you're going to have it for quite a while. No. At least till Forbidden Door. Uh, yes, because uh, I did hear that Austin's on board with us. If he somehow miraculously pulls out a victory, he's going to defend it at Forbidden Door. Yep. So, Not that he's going to win, but. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun show next week. In the words of John Cena, the champ is here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and then no wrap us up Paul. all right and with that be sure to follow the kicking out podcast on all social media and be sure to give us a like wherever you listen to your podcast and if it happens to be apple podcast give us that five star rating be like uncle dave and give us five stars <laughs> not that he gives five stars very often but yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah and uh, be sure to follow uh, Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Let's see if he can remember where I'm at this week. And be sure to follow me at Paul Zartman 921. <laughs> I don't know. I can't point. There you go. See, it's easier for you to do. I can't get over to your screen. Yeah, it's just always funny trying to watch you do that. Yeah, you, you got to move. I can't even get right when it's behind me. I can't even get right when it's behind me. <laughs> and be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast once again at Kicking Out Pod on all social media. Swing by our uh, merch stores, buy yourself some merch. Stay cool this summer with a Kicking Out Podcast tank top. That's all I've got. So uh, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>